Welcome to the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your favorite indie promotion of all time, that being Maine's own Limitless Wrestling. And of course, let's wrestle. My name is Josh Nason. On this week's show, we're going to finally catch up on all the happenings from the 8th anniversary show just wrapped up a couple weeks ago, and all the developments, of course, for Fresh Blood coming at, right at us at the end of this month in October. We're going to talk about that show and uh, all that good stuff as well. Join me as always, the man who is always shopping for great Halloween outfits. It's Randy Carver. Randy, say hi to the fine people. I do have a few Halloween outfits going now, Josh. Uh, how's it going today? Good. I'm. Uh, it's going great. I am. Uh, I'm curious about the. You have. You have a few outfits going. Do you mean like from past uh, Halloweens, or you uh, you like to pick and choose what you might uh, sport on the big holiday? What, what are we talking about? I mean, you find something good, you keep it in the closet. You know what I mean? There's uh, there's a plethora of things it could be. Um, I was pretty lazy last year. I'm pretty sure I went to Danger Kids uh, Halloween party in uh pretty common regalia but uh no i'm I'm gonna go i'm gonna go a little hard this year i think i'm not yeah. sure what i'm doing yet okay what good. about it, you josh what do you uh i assume you gotta be dressing up for halloween this year what what does that mean what does that mean because well you got kids in the house josh I, you gotta celebrate the holiday i do i do yeah so yeah actually just turned a seven as we record this her birthday wow. was uh yesterday yeah yep so she was very happy doing the big birthday party gimmick this weekend coming up. So she's uh, pretty excited about that. And let's see. Yeah, so Halloween uh, is very big with her. She wanted to go as her big thing. She wants to go as Minnie Mouse this year. She's on a big uh, Disney Minnie Mouse kick these days out of nowhere. And so we got her, found her outfit. It wasn't too much money, all that good stuff. And she wants uh, she. She wants my wife to dress up as Daisy Duck. And she wants me to go as Mickey Mouse. And I don't know. <laughs> If that, that's all going to happen, I think we might go in the, the the route of a shirt instead because you know these Halloween outfits, especially the the um, uh, some of the more uh, interesting ones, are are quite expensive. So you know it's not. Last year I just bought a like a five dollar Frankenstein mask, had a black suit on, and kind of just walked around with her. And that was uh, that was easy. I don't know about going you know in this uh, this this a uh, full on Disney route, Randy. I don't know. Yeah, they're uh, they're killing you now at the stores. I I went to what did I go to? Um, Spirit of Halloween. Mm. somewhat recently and uh yeah it's not the same as when i was a kid that's for sure yeah certainly not yeah it was uh but yeah we're getting ready for halloween here it's always a fun time of year of course so we'll talk about fresh blood the aptly named fresh blood coming up saturday october 28th we'll talk about that after we talk about the eighth anniversary show but how are ticket sales going for uh for the big show they're on sale now of course but how are things going so far yeah, going good. Uh, shipping out this week as well. So uh, maybe by the time you hear this, but uh, definitely by the weekend, tickets are going to start arriving for the uh, the people who purchased on day one. But uh, yeah, front row sold out. Uh, we're about 50% sold out for this show in general right now. And uh, this coming week, too, is going to be a lot of announcements rolling out that we'll have to talk about. Yeah, week. very excited about uh, what's well, been announced already, uh, what's to come. But let's, uh, before we go forward, let's go back. We'll talk about the Eighth anniversary show, of course, happened at uh, the end of September in the fabulous city of Yarmouth, Maine, in the uh, fabulous Amvets Arena, of course. Amvets Arena. I'm adding arena on the end of this, Randy. I did it subconsciously. Look at that. <laughs> we'll have to put up a little sign uh, at the front door that just says arena. That's right. Walk in and <laughs> really make it uh, official. That's right. The Amvets Arena in, uh, in Yarmouth, Maine. And it looked, I was not, unfortunately, not be able to they're in attendance uh but everything you know i watched the show on iwtv and full crowd it ended up being a sellout i know it was getting close pretty late it was yeah it was awesome. uh, i mean we had under 20 tickets i think when we opened doors so uh it was awesome standing room at the end of it and uh yeah great atmosphere in the house too we've been saying that a lot lately but it's just true uh it was a great vibe in there yep yeah certainly yeah when you always you always can tell when you if you're watching um, and you see the people kind of lined up around the back by the doors, like you can tell if there's three, four people deep, that's, uh, that's when, you know, it's like a really, you know, packed in crowd. Yeah. Another, another solid, that's great and fitting for the, you know, celebrate the eighth anniversary, eight years of limitless wrestling. And overall, what were your thoughts on the show? I really enjoyed it. Honestly. Um, there wasn't much to me that felt like a miss on the card. Um, and it really like felt like a hungry locker room you know it felt like everybody wanted to go out there one up one another and uh try to have match of the night under their belt when it was all said and done and i think we saw like there's always opportunities on these cards but it really felt like this one especially we saw 
kind of a new generation, a new era of limitless wrestling kind of rising to the top here and just, you know, grabbing it by the horns a little bit more than they ever have before, which is awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the show overall was, uh, was really good. And I, I, I text you that, uh, when I finally got a chance to watch it, I thought it was solid from top to bottom. I thought the crowd was great, uh, newsworthy as well. Uh, definitely some developments for the future and, uh, get not just one, but two limitless wrestling world champion contenders coming up. And I think that's exciting. So we'll talk all about that, but let's go right from the top <laughs> from the top. It was the promised and will we got it the championship celebration for one the only channing thomas of course who won the limitless wrestling world title and has wanted to be uh recognized of course uh the one and only uh emo style sydney vacabella the 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 hair grew back randy went the channing wins the title and all of a sudden old sydney's hair just grows back just like that imagine that this magic um i saw i saw bradford giving him a touch-up earlier in the night <laughs> Uh, he was feeling some kind of way. It was a big night for Bacabella. Yeah, big night, big night. So these guys come out, of course, and he had balloons. It was a great. Uh, it was like a, you know, like a WWE style. Open the show. There was balloons, everything. Of course, he had the you know the table set up with champagne, uh, the eight by ten picture, and uh, and everything in between. Of course, there was a crown. Uh, Sydney Bacabella, Kong Chan Thomas, he essentially anointing the king of Maine pro wrestling. With uh, of course he won the VLC now as a champion, and then he brings he brings out of course you know as we talked about he's a former uh, WWF Hall of Famer and he's got some connections Randy as you know, and not one of his base connections he uh, he decided to plug into. Che Thomas's favorite wrestler as a child, according to Sidney Bacabella, is Doink the Clown. And what do you know, Randy? Doink the Clown came right out and and greeted the fans and. There's some skepticism about if this was the uh, an actual Doink the Clown. I, I mean, this, Sydney Bacabella is not going to waste any expense. We've talked about that. I mean, I don't want to question his connections, but uh, Doink the Clown, I mean, a storied history back with Channing Thomas that it is his favorite wrestler from years past. So for Sydney to pull this one off, I think that meant a lot to old Channing. Yeah, looked a little bit younger than I remember. Even some of these second, third generation doinks and he things was, like that. He uh, was doink looked down to clown. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> he, he was ready to go. Unfortunately, yeah. he got gone. Yeah, somebody else was ready to go, and that would be Ace Romero. Ace Romero, the returning Ace Romero. We haven't seen him in public since uh, March's Reasonable Doubt when he lost the Olympus Wrestling World Title to Beef and uh, in a shocking fashion that three way match. Everyone remembers uh, back uh, several months ago, and Ace Romero was—he uh, was—he was not into this celebration, destroying the set, and he cut right to the chase. He originally he says plan to paraphrase was he was going to challenge Channing at uh, October's Fresh Blood. However, he said, "Screw it, I want to do this tonight." And of course, uh, Channing seemed to be into it, and but Sidney Bacabella was not into it and got his client to decline. And these two escaped uh, out the back, celebration over. However, Doink decided to stick around in the ring, and that wasn't a good idea. Ace Romero decimating Doink the Clown to end this segment, and uh, later we would learn that Ace Romero will now get his shot at redemption, essentially his rematch against a different champion, of course, but he's going to get a shot to get the, regain the Limitless World title at October's Fresh Blood. But uh, the championship celebration, all the expense, the Sydney Bacabella went to, of course, he uh, was talking to Ethan Scott after a furious. And yeah, the Chain Thomas and Ace Romero are going to go out in October, but uh, championship celebration ruined. This is exciting. I, I don't know if Romero and Channing have ever shared a ring one on one. The last time that I can recall they had any interaction was uh, actually the first show Dirty Dango competed in, Dancing on Thin Ice up in Herman. Uh, it was a trio situation where Channing was still involved with Prestigious and now. This is a whole new Channing Thomas at this stage of the game. And uh, I, I'm curious what Ace Romero we're going to be getting too, because I look back to March, Ace losing the championship. I, I really was not sure where Ace Romero was going to go from there. And obviously he took some time away, uh, healed up the body, got himself right, and uh, is ready to go now more than ever to hit the ground running and once again become Limitless Wrestling World Champion. And he's got a shot. He's got his rematch coming up at Fresh Blood. Yeah, what uh, I, I obviously we saw the comments from both Channing and Sydney uh, on the, the IWTV stream for those that haven't watched it. But uh, I mean, what I mean, he might 
did you have any interaction with actors? He did not seem happy. I they were gone. They they were gone after that. I assume that they were right out to the parking lot and out of there. But mm. uh, yeah, pretty much as soon as that ended, they were out of there. So mm. I have not heard from them since. And of course, uh, Bacabella already cut off communication with me when I told him some of the parameters for that celebration. So <laughs> sure. uh, on top of that, they cannot be happy campers right now heading into fresh blood. I would say not. And of course, uh, let's go through the, uh, the the whole card and we'll get to the other future Limitless Wrestling World Title Challenger calling a shot, that being Dez Cole. We'll get to him in just a minute. But leading off the show after the championship celebration, JT Dunn taking on Joey Janela. Again, a rivalry renewed the first time in six years it's actually happened in a limitless ring. Of course, it happened other places, but these two, uh, the last time we had seen uh, these two square off, again, was first time in six years. And JT Dunn picking up the victory, competitive as expected. Uh, both guys had their chances. Janela nearly picked up the win after a, a combo that included a Death Valley driver, Sunset Bomb off the top rope, and then a package pile driver that only got two. But however, he made a fatal mistake following a super, super kick exchange. He had caught with not just one, but two death by elbow strikes by Dunn, picking up the pin and the win. And afterwards, these two guys shook hands, respect each other, and JT Dunn back in the winner's circle of Limitless Wrestling. That Sunset Bomb was fucking insane. Uh, in person and on film, just the whiplash from something like that, I can't even imagine. But JT Dunn, able to weather the storm, get himself back on the board in Limitless Wrestling, and... Uh, uh, we talked about it heading in. It really felt like a must win for whoever really wanted to move forward in Limitless uh, coming up here. And JT Dunn, you know, shrugging off that VLC loss to Des Cole in the first round, getting a big win here over a game, Joey Janela. And I'm excited to see what's next. Yeah, Janela is, uh, yeah, has not picked up a win in, in quite some time. So, you know, I have no idea when he'll he'll make his return to Limitless. But yeah, regardless of when, it was, uh, it was good this year to kind of see him back in the mix and even though he's not in the winner circle he's uh yeah i think he's reestablished himself as someone that you never know could pop in for for a couple months and uh and make an impact when he does i'd agree um it's kind of been like this year's just been fun of kind of plugging and placing people who we haven't seen in quite some time and kind of i don't know we're just it's a fluid roster right now we're figuring out who's in the mix and uh, it's made for some really fun shows this year with a lot of variety to the cards, which uh, I think always spices it up. Yeah, I think when we start talking more about the kind of the year in review, that's a that's a big theme for me. I've noticed there's a lot of uh, returning faces in, uh, in different places, put it that way. But we'll talk more about that uh, near the end of the year. Another guy I think we're going to be talking about a lot at the end of the year, Aaron Rourke, picking up a key victory. Over Kevin Blackwood, of course, uh, again, a, a big clash of styles. Aaron Rourke now going at it as a singles wrestler, and apparently that might be the case for quite some time. We'll talk about that in a second. But Ken Blackwood, he was rolling early. He almost beat Rourke within like a minute or less, firmly in control in his first time ever match and, and was just rolling. But Rourke rallied and included, uh, he's got such a, you know innovative offense and, and, and moves that just, Come out of nowhere. You don't even see the setup coming, and all of a sudden uh, they land. One included a cannonball to Blackwood's back while Ken Blackwood was still standing in the corner, which I don't think I've ever seen before. Yeah, that was uh, sick. Yeah, Blackwood, nice little rally. Of course, uh, just hard hitting stomps, Northern Light bombs. But uh, Rourke rallied again, nearly got a win with a big uh, Meteora. And uh, later, the sequence that got him the victory, he ducked a Blackwood attack with a, a Trish Stratus style matrix followed by a power bomb. And I, I put, I wrote an innovative judo style leg sweep DDT for the pin. Uh, I don't think um, top shelf Troy Nelson had seen this move before. Uh, Giant Torres, I think, may have got the, the hint that something new was coming, but this was a, an innovative finishing move to get the pin and win. Uh, got Rourke back on track in the victory. Ken Black with just another defeat in Limitless. He's still trying to find himself upon his return. And uh, and afterward, uh, Ricky Smokes returning. We knew he was going to be on the show, but didn't know in this capacity. There was no um, <laughs> there was no uh, tease of a friendship or anything like that. He came right in and laid Rourke out, uh, hitting a cutter, knocking him out. The referees had to come assist Aaron Rourke out, and then uh, Smokes took the microphone and, you know, paraphrase was not happy. Uh, told Rourke that he was nothing special, always nothing, and Rourke had been holding him back. And now the art is no longer as Smoke's words, that he will eventually and now respect the Smoke Show. And we'll talk more about Ricky Smokes and his match in just a second. But uh, talk about this match, first Rourke versus Blackwood, and then what happened afterward with Ricky Smokes. 
Yeah, I definitely don't want to lose sight of the match because this was uh, an incredible contest between Rourke and Blackwood. Uh, people have been drooling over it online, so definitely go uh, go take a look at this one. If you're only checking out one, uh, give Rourke, some, Rourke and Blackwood some time because uh, it's about an eight- or nine-minute match. It's, it's very quick-moving. Starts right off the rip. Blackwood, uh, as soon as the bell rings, charges and takes out Aaron Rourke. Uh, that overhyped driver is what you're speaking of. An uh. Aaron Rourke original there. Uh, like a sweep right under the back of your head. It's nasty. Um, but yeah, Rourke, uh, Rourke picking up the win here. A tough defeat for Blackwood, who, uh, much like Rourke, uh, had a disappointing Vacation Land Cup and was able to get things on track here. Um, and then, yeah, it just uh, it kind of all came to a head with Ricky Smokes after that because, I don't know, it was, it was curious to see where Art was going to go in general this year. Uh, we've seen Ava do a lot more international traveling than she's ever done, and that's kind of left Aaron and Ricky to their own devices in Limitless Wrestling. And, uh, you know, we saw bits of tag team success earlier this year. It almost seemed like they were going to climb the ladder a little bit and get some momentum rolling. And then, of course, uh, that got flipped on its side at uh, crunch time. They ended up wrestling each other for a spot in the Vacation Land Cup. Of course, Ricky Smokes was the one who had that opportunity a year prior. And this year it was Aaron Rourke's time. He was able to defeat Smokes and uh, you know, did not want the smoke per se, didn't want anything to go haywire with art. I think just wanted to see how things would go for himself. And we've we've seen the uh, the entire group kind of do their own thing at different points in time. It's been a pretty fluid group in terms of tags, trios or singles. And I don't know if the opportunity that Rourke was presented or uh, maybe in this instance, that the success was coming with the opportunities for Aaron Rourke that finally pushed Ricky Smokes over the edge. But uh, this was the night where he said enough was enough. And maybe let's plug in Smoke's comments post-match right here real quick just to get a taste. I heard what you said, Aaron, that it was always art versus everybody all up until something changed. So tell me, Aaron, what changed? What changed? Because it wasn't me that changed. It wasn't Ava. It's because it was you that changed. All that it took was a little bit of validation from Becca, and now you feel like you're special. You're all special. Well, guess what, Aaron? You're not special. The truth is, whether you or these people want to believe it, is that you are always nothing. You always needed us. And for that, for trying to keep us together, you've been holding me back. Yeah, Ricky's pissed. <laughs> He's pissed. Um, I mean, to to say that uh, he not telling Ethan Scott. Ethan Scott had quite a night, by the way. Quite a night. I'll mention that in a minute. He uh, telling Ethan Scott he not only wants Rook out of his life, he wants him dead. I mean that's uh that's not spite words. Those that that's serious. So that led to immediately the next match, which is Ricky Smokes taking on the returning one called Manders. Of course, bring his hard hitting style back to uh, to Yarmouth and Smokes on tough uh, with Manders uh, throughout the entire match. And then uh, as the referee was distracted, uh, Rourke was uh, sorry. Um, Smokes is about to take out Manders with uh, his own cowbell, and then Rourke. Returning from the back and uh, returning from injury to prevent it. And that, of course, did not make uh, Smokes very happy, get distracted. Manders laid in yet a, another hard hitting chop. There was a lot of those in this match. And then his big lariat to get the one, two, three. And then, of course, after we talked about what uh, we just heard, what uh, Smokes told Ethan Scott in the back afterwards. And then uh, Manders, of course, catching up with Ethan Scott and suggested they go to the bar instead. So, you know, that's a <laughs> a, a two a yin and yang of uh, of comments to uh to Ethan Scott. But yeah, this was uh another big win for Manders and he you know, he's back in the mix and back with a victory and yeah, Ricky Smokes was hoping I think from uh you know all the momentum he, he thought he had and Manders just derailed it and who knows, he not when, when, when didn't if he had not go outside for the uh for the cowbell, you know, victory could have been his, but he tried to cheat and Rourke came out and caught him, and that feud uh, must go on. Yeah, chalk up an assist to Aaron Rourke on the win there for Manders. Uh, getting that cowbell away and 
preventing further harm from Ricky Smokes there, and he uh, he definitely paid for it with a nasty lariat, turned him inside out. Uh, I, I am excited to see what Smokes is going to bring to the table here. I'm curious to see the future of Art. I mean, he says that Art is no more. Where does that leave Ava upon her return? And, uh, you know, between me and you and everybody listening, uh, she's coming back pretty soon, Josh. So mm. uh, I'll be curious to see how this all plays out for Art. Uh, there's got to be some kind of state of the art where we figure out what's going on here. But uh, Smoke's not getting it together for himself completely on night one of Flying Solo. Yeah, that was my follow-up question was, what does Ava ever think about all this? And, and hopefully look to, to find uh, find out soon. Uh, that's pretty state of the art. I kind of like that uh, that term for like an interview segment of some sort. Well, if it's over now, it's, I mean, fuck, we waited too long. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. Had all those millions, Randy, just uh, blown into smoke. They're just sitting there and now they're, uh, yeah, smoked. They're, they're gone. They're smoked. You got it that right. Uh, speaking of smoked, boy. There was some smoke out of this one. Anything goes match. Big Beef taking on Alexander Lee. And, of course, you know the story here. This is Big Beef's uh, first appearance since losing the Limitless title. Uh, he pissed off Beef. He's supposed to take on Matt Tremont. Of course, Matt had to pull out, uh, apparently due to injury. And uh, hopefully everything is uh, is going well with him. But guy that is always down to fight, and especially in Anything Goes matches, it's uh, Alexander Lee fitting because – Again, this eighth anniversary show, he is uh, so intertwined with Limitless Wrestling. Of course, Let's Wrestle, but really, you know, with Limitless uh, throughout the past uh, near decade, and especially, you know, being part of the first show and so on. It would, uh, was uh, serendipitous, I guess, that uh, he was able to be on the show. Rich Paladino, the, uh, the dapper yapper in his own right, you know, not a stale phrase from uh, AEW's Justin Roberts, but issued a warning, Randy, for fans to stay off their phones and stay alert because this could go anywhere in the building. That could that warning could have gone for basically throughout the entire night, as it turned out. But this was especially good advice for this one. This uh, this went all over the building, as expected. Included a uh, barbed wire wrapped chair and uh, Lee's longtime <laughs> partner, a buoy, uh, going up against a, a hammer that was brought out by Beef. Yes, this had a a hammer versus buoy battle. Uh, I don't think anyone had that in their uh, bingo card for the night, but uh, a solid wooden plank, which uh, I think Giant Torres might thought was part of a folding door, but this, I, I don't know what this was, but this was like off a boat. <laughs> this was solid. Uh, Beef brought this out from the back. That found its way to Lee's head, and that was <laughs> followed directly after Lee used a, a baseball bat to hit the door that then rammed into Beef's toe. This was like, this is just wild as as shit, man. This was crazy. Uh, kind of going toward the end. A fo- this is the first time I've seen this, and you you probably tell tell me better than anyone if this is common on the indies. This type of fork board. Have you ever seen this before? <laughs> I've seen so many variations of it. Uh, we have a local uh, JP O'Reilly, the hardcore maniac, sometimes seen in Let's Wrestle. Uh, he likes to cook up some concoctions sometimes that you would see on the deathmatch scene, and that is. Uh, you see a fork board or like uh, uh, different versions of like things on the styrofoam boards like that. Uh, I've seen like cut in half, like soda pop cans as well, which oh makes me God. cringe. But um, wow. yeah, I, I've seen versions of that before. Certainly did not expect it to go, uh, you know, driven headfirst over his dome piece, but. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, an interesting piece of the equation here. Yeah. Yeah. Lee bring out this fork board and, uh, and then eventually got broken over his own head. And in the end, uh, big beef, uh, throwing Lee through the aforementioned board, the power bomb, get the pin and win a, uh, sickening thud is pointed out in commentary and uh big beef back in the winner's circle. Uh, this was a, uh, a violent match, very fitting for, uh, for Alexander Lee and his, uh, his return to Yarmouth. Again, eighth anniversary show, kind of everything fit, but uh, did not come away with the victory. But Big Beef did, and he stormed to the back after, and he seems to be on a mission. I'm very excited to see what's next for him. Definitely a man on a mission. and You, you could feel from the moment he came out, there's a change in Beef, uh, losing the championship that way, and the state of Limitless as it is now with Channing Thomas as the champion, rips in Japan, and Beef left with nothing. And he took that out on Alexander Lee on this night. Uh, great to have Lee back in the mix, too. Uh, Limitless original from day one, as you mentioned, and uh, has been really tearing it up in Let's Wrestle a lot lately with Mike McCarthy. So uh, I wouldn't doubt that you see him, maybe the tandem of the two of them pop up in Limitless here sometime soon. But uh, great to have him back involved, but uh, not not the outcome he was looking for on this night. Uh, a pretty brutal end to that powerbomb through the wooden door. Uh, that did him in. 
Yeah, and you can see highlights of this on uh, Limitless Wrestling's YouTube page as well. There's a nice highlight reel there. Of course, there's some of the other action as well we've talked about, so check that out if you need to relive it or if uh, you need to watch it again on IWTV. Of course, I'd suggest that, including this next match, MSP taking on ATR. Of course, this is the big uh, the big rematch. And again, eighth anniversary, uh, surprises abound. And the, one of the big surprises was as a throwback, MSP came out in their retro Main State Posse outfits, entrance music, and their attitude as well. And this uh, this was a, you know, I think we kind of use the vibe has changed uh, a lot. Maybe we overdo it when talking about these guys, but because uh, obviously it, it's that phrase is so tied to them, but that's the best way to describe this, man. These two guys, the vibe definitely changed. They were super focused, not playful. They wanted to kick ATR's asses, and they certainly did early on, uh, as predicted, they focused on Gabriel Sky's uh, injured shoulder. Of course, he uh, suffered a dislocated shoulder the first two time. These two teams went at it, and he's recovered since then. But he had a giant brace on it, and uh, and uh, they focused on it. And a really smart thing. So Aiden Agro took out Tristan Ty. Not only just took him out, he took him out of the goddamn building, Randy. He threw him into the chairs, uh, over the fans' chairs, into the chairs, and then right outside the front door of the Amvets. And we did not see Tristan Ty for some time. And that allowed MSP just, again, just work over Sky repeatedly in his shoulder. I mean, he was making some noises, man. Like, it was, he was in pain. Uh, I had to tell Ref Gina, the returning referee Gina, that uh, he was okay because she almost stopped it a couple times. And Danger Kid, uh, his, the look on his face was no remorse at all. He was, he was in the zone. He wanted to inflict pain. And there was uh, no smiles, no nothing. This was... uh the vibe again had definitely changed. And then uh the fans, you know, I don't know. I assume you noticed this. Was the fans as the match started going on started getting a little bit more behind ATR? There was split chance early, but there was one spot where aggro basically distracted the referee and basically allowed Danger Kid to kind of keep uh, assaulting Sky. And the fans didn't take to that too well. Did you catch that? Yeah, I just I think there were points where people didn't know what to think in this match because as you said, like it was just, you're seeing a more ruthless danger kid than you've really ever seen before. It was uh, almost reminiscent when Alexander Lee joined up with uh, Eastman and Brandon Kirk a few mm. years back. And you, you just saw a different vibe from MSP, no pun intended, but especially on a night like this, uh, I don't know if they felt like they had something to prove to uh, not only the people in attendance, but to these guys specifically. And I, I think they really wanted to take out, a lot of the frustration over the past few months on uh, Tristan and Gabe specifically, and uh, they targeted the arm. They knew exactly what they were doing, and the game plan worked out for them. It was uh, it was almost borderline uncomfortable at times because you just felt uh, you know the agony that Gabriel Sky was in, and there was no remorse, as you said, from MSP. Yeah, so uh, Ty eventually made his way back into the match. He was on fire. The sequence of taking out both MSP guys with rapid fire strikes, attacks in the corner. I mean, it was just like on fast forward. It was so great. Uh, and then uh, he hit a split sling blade into a backbreaker combo, nearly got ATR the victory. But in the end, Sky got back in, and uh, one little mistake is all it takes. Tristan Ty taking way too long to get up to the top rope, got knocked to the floor as MSP took advantage. And then uh, Danger Kick took advantage further. Dropped his knee pad, hit a, a Danielson-esque uh, Bicycle knee strike to shut to Sky's shoulder. And he and Agro hit the drip drop. And not just the drip drop. They hit it on Sky's shoulder to inflict even more damage, gain the pin and win to even up the series at one apiece. And uh, as I wrote, uh, Danger Kid appeared to be in a trance of violence. I mean, this was like after he was just like so intent. These guys didn't see happy that they won. They were like almost like bummed out that they didn't do more. And afterward... MSP refusing ATR's attempt at a handshake. There was a huge brawl that broke out. Security gang in the ring, um, and then uh, MSP eventually departed. Got some fans chain for ATR, which was interesting. And uh, I would assume this feud must continue. It's just it's very rare that you see MSP off the rails like that, and uh, we saw it at the end of the match too. I think there were some words exchanged that may not have got picked up on the microphone there, but it was actually MSP who and danger kids specifically who offered the handshake this time. And it did not feel genuine kind of pissing in ATR's direction a little bit. And they, they didn't take kindly to that. And then it all, all hell broke loose. We had students and referees and pretty much anybody we could get our hands on to hit the ring and try to break this thing up and get a little order. 
And uh, you even saw, you could catch it on the cameras on the way out. Agro is trying to calm down Danger Kid a little bit, who uh, it, it just, you know, it, not often we see that. Not often we see that version of them. So uh, to, to feel that ATR brings that side of MSP out, that's kind of fun. Yeah, I noticed uh, Johnny Torres, you know, your, your broadcast team usually is split right down the middle when it comes to the uh, the opponents and the, the uh, action in the ring. But he was firing up Danger Kid after in MSP. Did, did you notice that on the uh, on the replay? He could just feel that shift as well in, in MSP. And that's probably something that gets him salivating a little bit because you see a more ruthless MSP. That's a lot of fun. We've, we've seen him in some crazy situations before. And mm. to feel him fired up like this, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, the uh, of course he's the Let's Wrestle GM. Of course, those his tag team champions, right? I mean, that's his. Uh, it's uh, going along party lines, protecting his guys. Well, looking out for him, pumping him up for sure. That's right. That's right. Say, say they were pumped up as uh, yeah, no, no doubt about it. this. We'll uh, we'll see if this happens again. And boy, I think Rich Valdian may have to warn the fans again if this happens a third time. We'll have to see. Uh, speaking of warnings, Randy. You know, another name for a warning is a synonym, so to speak. Lay it on me. Mm, a hazard. <laughs> and hazard has come to Limitless Wrestling. But he's kind of been here all along. The reason I'm saying that, <laughs> I can't even say this in a straight face. The former Connor Murphy is now known as Hazard. He revealed this to ring announcer Rich Palladino uh, during the intros here which uh, Top Shelf had a, a few uh, guffaws at and, and so on. But so now uh, now Connor Murphy is known as uh, as Hazard, and he uh, competed in a four-way here, uh, including, of course, the returning Puff, the returning Love Doug, and the debuting Cody Lane, the Southern Flamingo himself. This was a lot of fun, a lot of fun personalities, uh, as predicted. Lane impressed, a tall, uh, a lanky guy, but he is uh, very agile, including this one... Um, uh, he essentially missed a, a, a leaping moonsault off the top rope, but he looked so effortless, like floating up to the top rope. There was no hesitation, no nothing. And he was like off. And this huge tall guy flying through the sky was uh, something else. He crashed and burned, but uh, still very, uh, very good effort there. Uh, all guys look good here. All had their moments. And Doug nearly picked up the victory by hitting slice love number two on Cody Lane. But Hazard uh, pushed him out of the way and then uh, get uh, get the roll-up on Doug, or sorry, get the roll-up on uh, on uh, Lane, uh, the one, two, three, with his feet on the ropes to pick up the victory. And this was uh, Hazard picking up the win. This is his first win. I think his first singles win, Randy, if I had this right. And I want to pull up my notes here because I actually wrote this uh, just a few hours ago. This was Hazard's first win in Limitless since... January 2017. Can you believe that? <laughs> uh, that must not be counting anything on the road. Correct. Limitless proper. Traditional, okay. A traditional yeah. limitless show. Correct. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Yeah. So he's coming. He's uh, going to next match on a uh, on a win streak. We'll talk about more about that in a second. But uh, afterward, Randy, you know, no good deed goes unpunished because, uh, you know, Hazard, uh, you know, walking around ringside, you know, talking as he always does and uh lane decides screw it he tossed hazard back in the ring and he got hit with a, a 3d from doug and puff and then uh, afterward uh ethan scott caught up with hazard who called out doug for a match i don't know when we're going to see that because uh, uh, hazard has some other plans but uh yeah hazard is uh he's got a new name uh, i would say a new attitude but it's the same the same attitude as you'd expect and, and you come to know and, and love or, and not love if depending who you are but uh he caught a body he caught four of them sorry three of them and picked up a win on saturday he did yeah now he's gonna get the war he's been looking for uh at fresh blood we'll talk about that in a moment but yeah now known by his street name hazard street name the yes. former connor murphy uh finally getting one under his belt here uh, of course we saw him in tag team action a few times with champ matthews the competition but uh to be able to get one uh you know notched under on his own and also in a, in a four-way like this, where you got to keep your head on a swivel and be at the right place at the right time, uh, it's a big win for him moving forward and finally uh, solidifying himself a little bit in the world of limitless wrestling. Yep, yeah, it was uh, it was quite a match. Yeah, it was good to see. Uh, must have been good to have uh, Puff and uh, Doug back in the in the uh, in the back. And also, uh, tell us uh, your your uh, impressions of the debuting Cody Lane. I thought Cody was sick. Uh, I th got great reviews all around from you, from uh, people who watch. That's 
that's a name that people want to see back. And of course, Doug and Puff, I think two of the more entertaining wrestlers you've seen in Limitless through the years. Uh, I'd love to have them back in numerous capacities, and I think they will be pretty soon. Yeah, other notes during this match. Um, Top Shelf making a heavy wallet joke in relation to you, Randy Carver. Uh, and I can't, I did not have the full joke here, but uh, joking about your wallet, that's for sure. And then uh, two, <laughs> he really wants uh, Puff and Love Doug to be a tag team. I think he wants to be called two in the pink, if I if I remember. He really want tried to drive that home on comedy. He did, yes. I uh, I not only heard about that when he was walking out the door, but I got text <laughs> about it as well. So oh my I, god, Look uh, at this he guy. was on it, and uh, hey, you, you never know. Yeah. Uh, also, a few other notes I forgot to bring up uh, earlier before we get to the main event. Um, uh, Sydney Bacabella saying, "I know Randy Carver's an asshole." Uh, he, he brought that up during the during the over segment. I I, I made that uh, note there. Um, yeah, it was a uh, quite a thing. Yeah, Ref Gina back in the house as well. Um, that was her first time in a long time in limos, right? Yeah, I think it had been. Geez, I don't even know. Maybe it was pre-pandemic. I th- I think it was after. I I swear I've seen her on on a show before because I think I've asked about her. Definitely on a show before, but I'm not sure. I think that Gina was definitely on something pre-pandemic. I'm actually not sure since we've returned to live events. If we've had Gina, but uh, welcome addition back to the referee crew. Yeah. And the uh, other note uh, I forgot to mention earlier during the Jun, uh, the Dunn uh, Janelle match, uh, Joey John wasn't fascinated with a fan that was wearing a Mr. Wrestling 2 mask at ringside. Did you notice that? Oh, I did not notice that. No. Yeah. He kept pointing at him pre-show, and then I think during the match, or sorry, pre-match, and during the match, or after, he, he was really into this mask for whatever reason. <laughs> and then we it. didn't mention at all the uh, the. The post-match uh, talk with Ethan Scott where he talked about, um, uh, let's see, uh, prostitutes and growing up on a farm and uh, learning about wrestling and, and prostitutes and eight-year-olds and uh, also um, the, this uh, game Don't Break the Ice. It was It's hard for me to really recount this, this, uh, this promo, but uh, I, was watching, uh, I was watching Ethan's face the whole time and, and seeing... Uh, if he would break he came close but uh kept together true pro yeah ethan uh he he had a long night for sure i think that was an (laughs) interesting way to start it and uh yeah i mean joey uh just giving us an old school you know janella fairy tale that uh you definitely don't hear every day that's true and uh ethan ended the night with a uh, a very tough promo we'll get this in a second Desmond Cole taking on Alec Price last man staying match. This was a uh, this was this went for a long time, which was very entertaining. You know, with intros and and all this stuff. This had the the big fight feel, as they say. Uh, normally playful Cole, very similar to MSP. Uh, all business coming into this. You know, still doing his thing, you know, acknowledging the fans and all that. But this he had a different vibe, different look. Uh, all about him. Price had a little bit of a different look, wearing his uh, uh, Muay Thai shorts. So he was definitely into this. This uh, again, as expected, went all over the building uh fans uh had to clear out because price did a hip toss uh on cole in and over a bunch of chairs trash can got involved in a memorable sequence of spots uh cole ended up taking essentially the, the one more time kick the emergency leg drop and then uh, a big stomp and somehow was able to get up by, by the count of 10 uh there was another memorable where the price connecting on the hood stomps onto a bed of chairs that was uh crazy as well but as we know We've talked to him on the show. Desmond Cole will not quit. Kept getting up time and time and time and time again, uh, even after a cross face and a curb stomp from Price, which uh, had uh, Price just – the camera work was great here because it just zoomed in on Price's face and his eyes just told the story of like, this guy would just not die no matter what he tried to do. Uh, another wooden plank was brought out from under the ring uh, and upset up on two chairs, and you kind of see where this is going. Uh, Alec Price wanted to put Cole out for good with a top rope powerbomb through the board that could have, I mean, potentially ended uh, Desmond Cole's career. But Cole battled back, hit a Spanish fly, and then both men went through the board at the same time, sickening force. Uh, Cole making him to uh, to his feet barely at 10. We almost got a, a double count out or a double, uh, double count, I guess, so to speak, in this last man staying match. But Cole picking up the victory. Uh, grabbing the mic afterwards, and we had not we had not seen him speak. Uh, I don't think any backstage promos or in ring promos or anything like that outside. You know, uh, yeah, baby, and all that, right? I mean, and other than his his, uh, his appearance with us, but this was uh, he spoke to the fans for the first time, and he acknowledges such and 
to pair kind of the the TLDR of it all, he he wants Cheney Thomas and he wants a future uh, limitless, limitless wrestling world title match. Went as far as to say the title was his and confidence was brimming. Uh, and then afterwards, uh, Ethan Scott catching up with Alec Price, where the confidence was not brimming. Uh, the uh, basically the, the the having the loss sink in. Ethan asked him how he was doing, and and Price just kind of flipped out and uh, essentially had to take a knee in just like anguish of, of losing this, not losing the match, but losing to his rival and Desmond Cole. This was, uh, this was pretty great. And, and uh, physical match, as we knew both guys were up to the challenge, but uh, Desmond Cole just uh, edged out by a nose at the end. And uh, he wants some bigger things coming up down the road. Yeah. I think the will to win just outlasting Alec price on this night. And that's, that's something really tough to do. We talk about it here all the time. Alec Price, one of the deepest gas tanks, I think, on the Limitless roster and will push anybody he's in the ring with to their absolute limit. And uh, that's what he did here with Des Cole on this night. It took a Spanish fly off the top through a door to finally keep Alec Price down for the count of 10. And Des making his intentions clear. I think that uh, it, it really meant a lot to him. I think confidence-wise and just positioning-wise in Limitless to finally slay the dragon that was Alec Price and uh at least kind of pave his road ahead punch his ticket so to speak for a future title match with Channing or with Ace Romero whoever it ends up being but Des uh you know feeling the confidence right now and uh, as you said brimming at the end of that match uh a big moment for Desmond Cole yeah so that puts a wrap on the uh, eighth anniversary show again a memorable one I think in the annals of uh, anniversary shows uh right up there that was one of the one of the better shows of the year as well uh everything was i thought the action was really good as i mentioned and uh yeah overall i think you'd be pretty happy with how things turned out yeah i was uh i was stoked on it i I, the watch back too was a lot of fun as well uh it just felt like everybody did really well that night so uh, i was happy with it and it seemed like people had a great time yep and uh did i notice uh even more lights by the the doorway area did i get that right um i think it it was a bit of a different setup because we were i think we were actually down um some kind of a connector cord so we actually the the back of the room was on rotating lights the entire time while the front of the room was for the entrances so it probably did give a bit of a different look than what we were looking at with the vacation land cup but uh similar setup Uh, i didn't know so you do you consider the back what do you consider the front of the room by by the front entrance yeah, where uh, like where everybody enters. Were there were there lights there last time? Yes, there um, was. Okay, but I, I think that they were just for the entrances, just like the front, like the ones uh, by the entrance are. I see. Got it. Yeah, because I this time they were just kind of set to their own rhythm, so they were they were mm-hmm. going throughout the night as opposed to just going with entrances. I I didn't when I was uh so when you first debuted them I didn't even notice that there were ones in the front of the uh, front of the house. So yeah, to see them on oh, TV, okay. I thought it thought it added nice uh, kind of filled filled in the the back of the room a little bit because it's white, you know. So it was uh yeah, I thought that was a good effect. So yeah, well done as always. That's right to hear. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, of course, you're going to get to see those lights and more coming up on uh, Saturday, October 28th. Randy, no rest for the weary because you're going to plan this uh, fresh blood card, the third ever fresh blood. Of course, uh, Yarmouth, Maine, same building, the Amvets Arena, Saturday, October 28th for fresh blood and uh, tickets on sale now, as Randy mentioned earlier. We have a few matches signed as of now, and I'm sure uh, even by the time you hear this, you could, uh, could have more matches. Of course, by next week, even more. But uh, at the top of the card, the Limitless Wrestling World titles, we mentioned Chaney Thomas defending against Ace Romero. We talked about that a little bit earlier. We'll preview that more in the weeks ahead. And then this one, Randy, this is exciting. For the first time ever, Desmond Cole, fresh off his big victory in the last man standing match, he's, uh, he's taking on Ortiz from AEW. Yes, the man that was, this match was supposed to happen in the first round of the VLC. Of course, Ortiz uh, unable to uh, to make his date as he was uh, had to head over to London for AEW All In. However, Randy, a stand up guy, he not only wanted to return and make the date, but he wants to have the match he was supposed to have originally against Desmond Cole. So the first time ever, Des Cole and Ortiz head to head. This should be great. Yeah, this was personal request from Ortiz. Um, it was definitely bummed when we had to cancel the match the first time, but understandable circumstances and. Uh, we were able to quickly put this date together with Ortiz and not, not only that, but make this match happen. Uh, two smooth operators going head to head for the first time ever. And I'm 
Really excited, man. This is another huge test for Desmond Cole right off the rip after beating Alec Price. So uh, sink or swim at this point. And then also, uh, first time ever, I assume first time ever, uh, Hazard. Uh, we just talked about him. I can't even say the name without having a smile on my face. Taking on a guy who always likes to have a smile on his face and always likes to have fun. You mentioned he won to war. Hazard's going to get it. And War Horse, the returning War Horse to Limitless Wrestling. Dude, what a match. I, I You're right. I can't even say Hazard without smiling either because, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Interesting cat. But uh, this, I mean, you get a win, you get a test like this, this could be the start of something big for Hazard in Limitless Wrestling. And, uh, I'm, you know, a War Horse World Traveled, former IWTV World Champion. Uh, definitely one of the more requested talents for us to bring back to Limitless Wrestling this year. So, I'm happy the scheduling finally worked out, and uh, I'm excited to see this big test for a main OG in Hazard. Yeah, the third time for Warhorse and Limitless, and uh, first two times there were uh, uh, independent IWTV independent title defenses, and I believe the last one might have been against John Silver. I know that's one of the two for sure. Oh, Rip Bison. Sorry, Rip Bison was the uh, the last one. So yeah, so Warhorse coming in here and uh, looking to pick up another victory against a uh, a fresh coat of paint in Hazard. Can't wait to uh, see talk more about that and. Other announcements, other uh, talents coming in. This is uh, a good mix and an interesting mix so far. So Aaron Rourke coming off the victory over Kevin Blackwood. Uh, Allie Catch uh, making her return after two years away. I believe the last time we saw her was part of the uh, prestigious era uh, as, a, as a charge of John Alba uh, back in, in, in that whole angle. Lucky Ali returning for his second appearance after uh, taking the loss to Big Beef in a champion versus champion match several months ago and of course in in the debuting bk westbrook what can you tell us about bk yeah bk is a fixture at deadlock pro in the carolinas uh put on our radar by harry aaron as well as lucky ali as they uh do some tag work down there for deadlock pro as the team known as up next and bk just super talented i uh dude's got a loud mouth he likes to run his mouth uh, a lot of those boys seem to uh, coming out of the Carolinas, starting with J.D. Drake. But um, <laughs> these guys are all like, uh, I don't know, they're not directly trained by J.D. Drake, but they all have some of that J.D. Drake, Anthony Henry feel to them. They're Carolina boys. They all look out for one another, and it's, it's a tightly knit group of uh, really good professional wrestlers. So we're going to get a taste of uh, some more of that crew, not only just uh, starting and ending with Lucky and BK either. So be on the lookout. Yeah, good stuff. And of course, uh, Inc., uh, we'll talk more about this, of course, in a couple of weeks, but uh, Allie Catch making a return. Yes, I'm stoked about that. Uh, I couldn't believe when I looked it up, it had been over two years, but mm. uh, you hit the nail on the head. She was brought in to wrestle Davian. I believe it was at the Vacation Land Cup in yes. 2021. But, yes, yes. Um, yeah, it's been a minute. Allie Catch uh, touring the world right now, in, uh, I believe in Japan, as we record this right now for GCW. Uh, recently did a tour in Germany and uh, finally making her way back to Maine, uh, a fan favorite who we've kind of seen blossom from the alley cat that we used to know into alley catch through the years. And uh, just stoked to have her back in the locker room. A uh, great person to have around and great in the ring. Yep. And of course, uh, we'll talk more about that in the weeks ahead. But uh, before we get out of here, let's chat about Let's Wrestle real quick. Of course, uh, next show coming up on Saturday, November 11th. No Hard Feelings returning to the famous indoor yard sale arena we'll call it that in uh, in brewer maine See, they would they would let me put up an arena sign there maybe i should get on this kid that's right that's right uh of course highlighted by we've talked about this a fans bring the weapons match with the let's wrestle tag team tiles msp defending against alexander lee and mike mccarthy we have a double debut ready two creative pro students will collide and gabby forza taking on nat castle the return of the annual joey gleets memorial rumble we've talked about that in the past and then a guy I'd, I had forgot about, again, uh, just got so much going on in the world wrestling, uh, the A-game, Joseph Alexander making his return because he's been out on the shelf with a uh, an injury. So, yeah, this, uh, this card's starting to take shape. Yeah, it's a lot of fun stuff planned for this one. This is one of the last Let's Wrestle events of the year as well. Mm. So if you've been on the fence about hitting one, fans bring the weapons is the way to go. It's a spectacle. MSP versus Alexander Lee and Mike McCarthy. Um, the Joey Gleets Memorial Rumble, a little added extra to that this year. The winner of that contest punches themselves a ticket to a future either Let's Wrestle Championship match or Let's Wrestle Tag Team title match coming up within the next calendar year. So that's a big opportunity for whoever's going to take that thing. It's going to be the return to the Spitfire, Jesse Nolan. Jay Haru is going to be in the house. Samuel Radcliffe, the ring mechanic, and many more. 
tickets are on sale for that one and shipping already. And uh, as we said earlier, the Limitless tickets going out this week as well for Fresh Blood. So be on the lookout. And I should mention, uh, Randy, I, I, I'm a little bit behind in my Let's Wrestle action. However, I saw a clip floating around the line of, I, I couldn't believe I saw it. I thought it might be a deep fake. BRG super kicking Ethan Scott right in the middle of the ring. What's happening here? Oh, my God. What a mess last show was. Uh, a contested finish between Eric Johnson and BRG. And uh, there were definitely some hard feelings by BRG after that. Uh, we had a kick out on three. And, you know, everybody was pointing in the other direction. And uh, when that belt was uh, in, in any in any position to get taken away from BRG, he snapped. And uh, there was a super kick for Eric Johnson. He put his hands on Eric Johnson's teenage son oh, and no. uh, was about to cause some harm to him. And Ethan Scott decided to step up for the little man and, uh, you know, made his presence felt and unfortunately felt the wrath of a super kick to his chin as well. And uh, Brett was quickly and promptly chased out of the locker room. And it was just a, just a whole to-do, a mess of uh, an end to a beautiful night. There was a fundraiser for the MVRA Special Olympics of Bangor. and uh, But we're going to get that contained. We're going to get that under control, especially at this show, November 11th. We're going to have BRG and Eric Johnson in the house, and we're going to figure out a way to settle it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure you've obviously seen the clip many times. saw the match of Shawn Michaels and Shelton Benjamin when uh, Shawn Michaels hit that beautiful super kick to uh, Shelton Benjamin just – Took it beautifully. I mean, I, I flashbacks of that, Randy, for me. I'll tell you that much. It was it was quite a scene. It's quite a scene, quite a scene. And then I bring that up uh, partially because uh, BRG set to make his MLW debut uh, coming up this month as well. So he's uh he's starting to make his name, getting uh, known even further around uh, outside New England. Put it that I way. saw that, and it's uh it seems like a lot of uh, New England boys popping up on that <laughs> programming recently. Of course, uh-huh. Delmi XO. The current featherweight champion. We've seen a lot of Becca, Love Doug, Ichiban. TJ Crawford, Alec Price. Uh, the list goes on. Good for all of them. That's right. That's right. As long as they don't plan on running a show in Maine, Randy, I'll tell you that much. Be territory <laughs> era stuff. We'll take care of them right quick. You know what I mean? We'll have to figure something out there. Yeah, I certainly will. I'll bring, um, who can I bring? I'll, I'll uh, the Donkey Boy Bandit. And uh, who else can I bring? I'll, I'll bring some of the, some of the crew. Roadblock. In. We'll get Roadblock in the mix. <laughs> yeah. Some Defenders, Beavis May. Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. We'll, we'll look forward to that. You never know. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, that's all the news for this week. Uh, plugs, of course, uh, if you want to catch up on the Mojo at the Dojo series, some of the talents you'll be seeing in Limitless Wrestling and Let's Wrestle in the, in the years ahead. Uh, and currently also uh, seeing the Mojo at the Dojo series, I believe three seasons. I always forget this. Three seasons so far? It's four seasons out. Four so seasons, you, can, yes. uh, you can catch up on four seasons, either YouTube, um, IWTV. They're pretty much anywhere you can find Limitless stuff. You can find those. Of course, Facebook as well. So good stuff there. Of course, you can check uh, some of the best of the recent action of Limitless Wrestling PMC Channel 5, 8.30 p.m. in Portland and Greater Westbrook on Fridays. Uh, of course, IWTV, if you're a subscriber there, you know, uh, all catch all the action from Limitless Wrestling, past shows, ton of past shows. And uh, all types of cool indie wrestling from around the world. Pluto TV as well. Social media. Uh, LW Main on Twitter. Limitless Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Let's Wrestle 207 on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Randy underscore Carver on Twitter. Josh Nace on Twitter. And, of course, LimitlessWrestling.com for all your ticket and merchandise needs, which include Fresh Blood coming up on Saturday, October 28th, live at the Yarmouth Vets in Yarmouth, Maine. Cards coming together. Stay locked to the socials for all the latest match announcements and all that good stuff. And that's it. For Randy Carver, I'm Josh Nason. Until next time, be limitless.